0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Coach Leah's After the Whistle. Today we have an amazing show, another amazing show with an amazing, super amazing guest and somebody I consider a friend and brother. All right, let's go. All right now whether you are catching us live today on this Tuesday or whether you're going to catch us on demand at your leisure watching us on Facebook, YouTube, a replay on Twitter, whatever that is or whether you're listening to us on your favorite podcast Amazon, Apple, Spotify and recently I found out we're on several other podcast platforms as well. We are just so grateful that you have found us, you have found your tribe. We are here for you. We are here to explore the amazing and absolutely fascinating lives of athletes, elite athletes and former athletes. And today's guest is none other than just that. I want to introduce you to a dear friend and colleague, Richard Walker. So Richard Walker is a highly accomplished professional with a diverse background in sports and media. As a former minor league football player, he earned recognition as a four-time All-Pro and caught the attention of NFL scouts, leading to an exclusive invitation to the 2012 NFL Regional Combine. Now, as a media and coaching coordinator for the NFL Alumni Wellness Program and founder uh, and president of Pro Legends Media, Richard utilizes his expertise to promote wellness among NFL alumni and provide engaging sports contests to diverse audiences. Recognized for his contributions, he is a member of esteemed associations, like the NFL Football Writers Association of America and the Basketball Writers Association of America, offering comprehensive, comprehensive, excuse me, analysts to his readers. Again, my esteemed brother, friend, and colleague,
1: Richard Walker.
0: What's up, Rich?
1: What's up, Coach? Good afternoon. How are you doing?
0: I am. Great. I'm even greater knowing that I'm going to be, I get to hang out with you for a little bit today. This is going to be a ride. So folks get your seatbelt on. This is definitely going to be a fun ride. Get your (laughs) popcorn, all the things. Yes. Get them all ready. So Rich, before I get do a deeper dive into like all the things that you are and all of the talents that you have and just get into really your, your, headspace and heart space, I, we gotta tell the people how we even got to be brother and sister because you literally are my brother. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? My brother yeah. from another mother as they, as yeah. they say. So I, I, as, as people know that are uh, listening and watching Coach Leah's after the whistle, it is my belief that I am one degree of separation from just about anybody on this planet, right? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely believe that with you upon our first meeting i will say that you know how the one degree of separation sometimes is a, is a person right like there's a comp, there's a complimentary person that we both know you right. know i was i was recalling you know back to when we first met and we really don't have that connection right. but you know i you know and i don't make any apologies for my for my faith walk i truly know the holy spirit knew how to connect us through mm-hmm. our passion for journalism and sports writing Because the better I got to know you, the more I was just like, oh, my gosh, this this guy is, you know, speaking my my love language of sports journalism. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And from that moment forward, I knew how I could hook you. You know what I'm saying? So so (laughs) I'm going to let you tell the people the story and I will graciously interrupt whenever you get it messed up. Just plug in the details.
1: So go ahead. So this is uh, and and you're right. You know, it's definitely a story of nothing but faith and favor. Because we were both at the, uh, uh, the Lombardi Award. Yes. Uh, the Lombardi Award is given to the, top, the nation's top offensive or defensive lineman. That, that takes place here in Houston. Uh, and we were at the award ceremony that night. We hadn't even met in the room or anything like that. I was covering the event. Uh, I was actually meeting with uh, the, the winner that year was Scooby Wright. Uh, you know, the, the Became a good friend. He's still a good friend of mine. He now plays in the USFL um uh so we i was back backstage talking to scooby congratulating him his family and you know hobnobbing with them and so it's time to go and um you know i go to turn in the ticket to get the valet to 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 bring the vehicle you're out there as well and it was just one of those things where you got to understand where sometimes god will interrupt your plans (laughs) in order to make things happen so everyone else got their vehicles like on time no problem they were just coming back and forth and we like hey wait a minute i'm there like i know that guy just walked out like i saw people sit down at the table eating dinner that got up and, and got their vehicles <laughs> before we can get ours and so it's like it got down to the point where it's just me you and then uh mitch my partner um uh, we're just sitting there and we're like where the heck are our vehicles but what it is is this is a good lord intervening saying y'all need to meet y'all need to talk and so while we had all this time going on where you know we're trying to figure out what's going on with our vehicles that's when the conversations began where we started talking about you know our backgrounds and what we do and you know just really starting to build rapport and get to know each other so I, i i sincerely agree with with what you said, this is, this was God intervening to say, I need to bring these two people together for this common thread for this common cause. And you know, that's, that's where it all, that's where it all began.
0: Truly. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick timeout insert my piece to that my perspective mm-hmm. to that to that moment and say that yes we absolutely were going like why hasn't why haven't our vehicles why haven't hasn't my vehicle come up yet and nosy me i'm looking around and i see this guy and his and his colleague and all this equipment yeah and i'm like
1: hey all my gear like, i'm like er,
0: <laughs> i know what that stuff is i know what that stuff is and so i'm asking us i like hey did you guys cover the event and then that's when the conversation just started flowing, and right. both of us were just, just you know, and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and um, so finally, our finally our cars come. But before our cars get to us, when I asked the twenty million dollar question, that to this day we both just giggle, and and time it comes up but I say, so do you guys, you know, do you guys cover, you know, high school kids or anything like that? (laughs) At which point Rich says, tell the people what you say. We only
1: cover pro teams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now the reason that's so funny you guys, because at the time when we met, I was the uh, athletic director of Texas Christian athletic league and Texas Christian athletic league is called TCAL at the time, and I believe it still is, the third largest high school sports association in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. So my mind was already thinking, I need these guys to cover my my athletes. And I would love to, I mean, I'm already thinking all the way through the the partnership and everything. I'm, I'm gonna need this, this group to cover our events, to maybe do speak features on our elite athletes, because our league also was the first to have an elite division, meaning that uh, players that are in high school that would most likely be one and done. Um, and if you know what one and done is, it's one year of, one college, year of college and then you're, then you're, you're right. going right to the pros, right. um, you know, basically. And this was even before the G League and, and, and so on and so forth. And so I'm already thinking they would be amazing to cover our, our sports teams across the state and probably then do an exclusive covering our state tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm already there. Well, as soon as Richard says we only cover pro sports, I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. But I would like for us to have a conversation, and so Richard was gracious, and and we were able to have a conversation, and you know, of course, by now both of our cars have pulled up, and you know, we've exchanged contact information and so on and so forth, and so you can continue from there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So fast forward, um, uh, we you know, we, we continue to talk. She comes out to the studio with you know, we're running out at the time, so we're, we're at the studio. And then um uh, you can have to uh, this this is you gonna have to jump in and fill in on on this Aaliyah. but this is where so, you're basically, you know, you got me to commit to coming out to the tournament uh for the the teacal the teacal tournament. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and come out to the to the tournament
0: and i believe the first tournament you guys covered for us was the basketball tournament the basketball. so tournament. the so the state yeah. so coming up Same so if you, yeah so any of you guys that kind of know the kind of ebbs and flows in this in the calendar for for sports you know high school as well as pro you know that the the buckets awards i'm not I'm not buckets the um lombardi award ceremony was november mm-hmm. then you've got the so this would be the now leading into the regular season for high school sports and then state tournament is march Mm-hmm. So now between however between December and March yes I got invited to the studio but what I didn't know is that I was going to now start being a guest host on his show.
1: Oh, my show, yeah. Yes.
0: So yeah. I yeah, so I now had the, got into that. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the and the and the so the so the funny thing about that you guys is I had been out of sports journalism for well over 20 years. As far as doing any type of broadcasting, any type of analysts, any type of writing, any any of that stuff, I had been out of that for 20 years. And so it was it's interesting how now Richard has shown me that this thing of being on being on quote-unquote, the TV or whatever this is that we're doing, right? All mm-hmm. the different plat- multimedia platforms, like as I like to call them. It was really like riding a bike because, you know, talking about sports, you know, anybody that meets me know that, knows that I can do that all day, all mm-hmm. day, every day, and, and I really, really enjoy it. Uh, many people are pleasantly surprised or just surprised in general that I know what I know it, uh, as far as the different types of sports as well. And so I, you know, now I'm doing these guest appearances as a, as a host on his show. And then it even evolved after uh, maybe two or three times on the show where Richard's now already thinking about a spinoff. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, what is really going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but, um, but now it's time for me to say, Hey, can you guys please come and cover our our tournament you know Mm -hmm. and and so our basketball tournament that year was right outside san antonio right and university park uh texas i believe it's called yep Yep. and so um he brings his team they do a phenomenal job i i promise you the turnaround time from the actual game to when we were able to have highlights that we could upload and, and, and share was I mean, I I still don't know when your team had time to sleep.
1: We went <laughs> back to the hotel after the after the, the games and started editing that night. Like we we were up to like maybe two, three in the morning editing that night. Yeah.
0: But you got to be about this life. I mean, that's yeah. that's typical. Anybody that's in this space knows that that's kind of how right. it rolls. You know, yep. even with the technology that we have today, yep. um, you just know that you're probably not going to sleep until it's right. done. Yep. And, you know, you're going to have your, your, your excellent hat on because you want to make sure that you provide the best, the best, uh, co- not even the best coverage. Cause you already had the best coverage, but the best clips right. from, from that event that would help to tell that story. Right. So when, so now when we giggle about that, he only covers pros, tell the people who you guys covered that year at the state tournament.
1: Well, it turned out that we actually were covering pro teams because um, uh, if you're familiar with uh, Jared Valentine, who now starts for the Lakers. Vanderbilt. Ba- Vanderbilt. Well, I keep saying Valentine. Yeah, Vanderbilt. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, he he now starts for the Lakers, and he was on that team. Um, there was also, uh, what's the young man that uh, he went to build? He's actually NFL player now, but uh, he was a basketball. Yeah, he, he uh, signed with the Seahawks. He, he was with baylor they won they won the national championship and uh he signed on he's on the uh well he's actually on the, the training camp team now for the Seattle seahawks
0: right um, and then you can't forget second. that's okay you can't yeah. forget emmanuel
1: yeah. Emmanuel yeah yeah so emmanuel uh, Mudiay played is, on is one he of the still teams playing
0: overseas he, to my knowledge he's still overseas
1: yeah. yes yeah. but he was he was in the nba for uh, a couple of years, like with the Cavaliers, if I recall. Yeah. The last the place Nets. I
0: saw him with the U- was up. Last place yeah. I saw him play, but it was Utah. Utah mm-hmm. Jazz, that's right. Mm-hmm. Utah
1: Jazz. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah, we actually covered three NBA and slash NFL players in that tournament so yeah. far. Because there are some other guys that are like still uh, Europe or G, you know, G League. Like they're they're on the cusp of breaking it, breaking breaking through as well. So. You never know, you know, you never know.
0: <laughs> right. And so I was like, so I was able to make that happen so that you guys are covering those pros that you yeah. do so well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the midst of that. And so I would love for, um, you to talk about just a little bit. Cause I, again, I, I get a chance to gush about your, your team and, um, I'd be remiss to not mention, uh, Mitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, it's, he, he has uh, promised to be a featured guest on our on our um, on our show as well. And Coach Lee is after the whistle. But he mm-hmm. is he is an amazing um, analyst, uh, sportscaster. Um, I mean, he's 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 great. He's from mm-hmm. Detroit, but we won't hold that against him. Mm-hmm. Well, grammar <laughs> skills are OK, too. His grammar <laughs> skills. Yes, 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 yes. And um, and Mike Chula who was um a uh who is now an act like full-time actor isn't mm-hmm. he? Is he out in mm-hmm. out in l.a probably mm-hmm. which
1: you know bless their hearts they're on strike and, now uh, but Tula you gotta forgive me for this but uh he recently won an indie award for one of the indie movies that he did so i i, award I don't winning. Recall, but yeah he did win he is a he is an indie indie award um for one of the indie films that he did so he's a he's a a, a star in the making so
0: nice and the other thing that I love so much about what you did, what you do with your team is that you provide opportunities for people that are trying to break into the industry, interns, interns, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, your, your space, bring the, bring the pain, sports, you know, with your, having your radio, your podcast, the, the audio Um, I like to just call it multimedia. Like you've never limited yourself to just one way to
1: tell the story. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because there are so many different ways to get the message out. And um, my vision for for Bring the Pain Sports was exactly that. I think that as a sports media, um, 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 I think that the the sports media um, focus has shifted away from telling the stories as they are on the field or on the court to the side narratives of all the other things that really take away from the game. We don't need to hear every single story that happens in people's personal lives, their personal endeavors that don't pertain to the game. So the, the idea was when I, when I started this is to have a, a, a sports media conglomerate that tells the stories from the player's perspective, things that are going on. Things that are pertinent to the game, some actual analysis that the fans can grasp to understand. This is what you're looking at, because that's the way sports used to be covered. And I now, know. you know, you have different agendas and different um, uh, stories that you know take away from all that. And the, one of the things that just grinds my gears is we have people in, you know, no disrespect to anyone who who is in the media that didn't compete but we have too many people in the sports media business that never competed at any level and i think that's why we have so many people who ask the same questions that if someone had perspective of being an athlete would understand the number one thing that grinds my gears is when you have a player or a coach or someone and they're at their very peak or the very valley they either won a big game or they lost a big game the first question they ask is how are you feeling Exactly. Okay, if you ever competed at any level, you know how I am feeling, And you know, that's not a good question to ask. <laughs> right. Now, I would like to say, OK, third down, when you made that critical pass that led to the drive continuum, which ultimately led to you guys winning the game. What is it that you saw in that defensive formation that made you call the audible? That made you uh, flip your receivers? What is it on the basketball court that made you guys run the play off the pick for you to get the shot open, so you can stop and pop. What is it? So, like, tell me, take me to that moment. Players will give you everything because they love to go back and relive that moment. But what they <laughs> don't want to do is share with you their feelings because that part. they don't want, they don't want, they don't want to talk about that, even whether it's high or low. It's, it's not a good question, and people in media keep asking those type of questions. Or the alternative, which to me is even worse, I think about the NBA draft. And the uh, young man who was the second overall pick, he has no criminal record. He has no criminal history. He's never been charged. He's never been arrested. He's never been implicated. When his friends were implicated in a murder trial, right? This someone he knows. We all know people who've done bad things. And so instead of congratulating the man, the fact that he comes from a, a, a very stable household, his father was a former player. Who didn't make it to the NBA, but he went through the grind. He went through playing overseas and CBA and Europe and anywhere he could play basketball to make money, he did. And right. he developed his son. His sister's trying to make the WNBA. He's got another brother that went to the G League who still, later on in his years, but still you know trying to live the NBA dream. Tell that story He's right. still talking about his friends who was stuck, you know, who, who who did a murder. He had had a murder situation. Why is that pertinent to that particular moment? And this is the peak of this young man's life at this point. He's just been announced as the second pick in the NBA draft. After all of those days, staying late in the gym, working on your jump shot, working on free throws, listening to coach, watching film, working out, all of those hours of dedication are are basically thrown out of the way for you to highlight something negative that he, he wasn't even directly involved in.
0: Correct. That's,
1: that's the problem that we have with sports media today. So that was a vision, of you know when I created Bring the Pain Sports, that was yep. that was the vision that I had in mind when I when I created the organization.
0: And that that right there is where I do, do know how the Holy Spirit connected us because uh, you know again, Richards from you know this this area, you know I'm from Minneapolis. But in getting to the space originally, I always wanted to tell those stories, and I'll, always wanted to have the perspective of the athlete, or mm-hmm. and or this per- perspective of the coach. Whenever I was in, you know, in those press conferences, and I, you know, I used to tell Richard, I said, Yeah, back in my in, early in my career i tended to be the one whose question ended up being the sound bite for all the major networks mm-hmm. being shown later because the athlete knew when i asked the question that i had a clue like i had the right. perspective of the former athlete in asking my question they right. would warm up they would have the smile they would be feel energetic and that's news that's what you want to show in a clip yes you know what i'm saying and so the sensationalism that that's, that's what you're talking about, Rich, that sensationalism Mm -hmm. and exploiting moments to think that that's going to get you more views. Um, And these days, we you know, we call get you more clicks and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it just is so disparaging. And that's why I I always talk about the fact that I want to bring these, this platform. And so I always want to support your platform as a, you know, legit journalist. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, and again, notice to people that want to tell sports stories or that want to be bloggers or that want to, you know, just be on screen and have mm-hmm. their voices heard. But it's something different about bringing the acumen of a journalist. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, bringing the acumen and experience of being a former athlete to, right. to, to, the, to the space. Now, I will say that it's getting better. I, I definitely know it's getting better back, you know, over 30 years when I was first in this, in this thing, there were really nobody, I, you know, I met, I got to, I shouldn't say met, but Shaw saw Cheryl Miller at the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was, co- I was actually covering the Final Four for Insight News. and. Um, Ran into Cheryl and said, I just wanted to tell you that one of the reasons why I do this, because you know, I have my media credentials on this, so one of the reasons I do this is because back when I was first coming out of school, it was only you and Jane Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, you know, Jane was a was a very good journalist. I said, yeah, yeah but she was never an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so for the, for you to have that shot and for you to inspire me, and I'm not that much younger. I think we're only two years apart. Um, for, for now, for me to have an opportunity to, to do that, you know, you were very inspiring and, and she was touched. I mean, she, she's such a, she's such an incredible, uh, person. And just amazing human.
1: basketball analyst. I wish that, you know, they would really give her, you know, the, you know, the type of platform to be on a national stage, cause she's the kind of person that, um, not only brings the journalism experience, but also the perspective. She's the one who's gonna break the play down for you and explain to you what the athlete sees at that particular moment. And that's the type of analysis that we need to get back to, you know, Absolutely. as, 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 as sports media period.
0: Yeah. And so this, so again, this, this is what I love about, especially the women that are coming in the game, because I, honestly, most of the women that are be, being given this shot are the former athletes. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see it as much on the men's side, but I definitely see it on the women's side. So when you see a woman in front of you, know for sure that she's an expert. Know for sure that she really knows what she's talking about. And, you know, don't let the lipstick and lip gloss fool you. You know, we know a little bit, a little bit of something about something in regards to this. But um, uh, even, even when we do know a little bit about something, sometimes our tongue gets tied. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise this is the other thing that has been so fun about working with Bring the Pain Sports. So um, you have this thing that I don't even know where you find the time for this, Rich. But um, tell the people about
1: the bloopers. Okay, so I have a, <laughs> I have a scene that I never throw away film. Um. I, and um <laughs> anything that i shoot can and will be used in some way shape or form at some point so even the out the the mistakes the things that you oh we need to do another take like i don't throw that away i think that there's a there's a place <laughs> it's, it's a way to have fun also so i will put together at random these blooper reels of you know mistakes either technical errors or you know speech errors or just you know us you know cutting up acting fool and like we're, we're recording you know behind the scenes so it, it makes it kind of fun um breaks the monotony a little bit and you know it's also you know it's also one of the ways that i really learned how to edit very well is by you know and i also learn how to organize um as i'm shooting so as i'm shooting i'm like oh i'm gonna say that for the blooper reel so when i go back to <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have files like I would label like this is a blooper, this is good, this. So everything that I've ever shot is in some way, shape, or form is, is labeled and tucked away some way somewhere. I so, can't
0: with you. Okay, we got to check out your blooper reels. I, I know we've got something here that we can share.
1: Okay, you're watching BTP Sports Talk about sideline to sideline. This is Richard Walker. We're at NRG. Uh, I say, oh, no. oh, got it, got it. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start again. Keep, keep it going, folks. Mitchell Brock will bring the pain. Sports, and we're coming to you. I forgot.
0: Well, we are out here, folks.
1: Fifteen point five. I get out.
0: Point five. So on this draft party. oh You gotta go. Okay. You gotta No, you don't have to go. Good. Okay. so no, tell me why. You, tell me your name. Yep. He okay. has to go. You, got, you all, right. all have to go. Okay. Bye, guys. okay
1: tonight are you you still rolling you still rolling all right cool here at btp sports we definitely realize that there's no us without you if you're not following us on social media make sure you y'all are gonna catch that i know and put it on the
0: on the roll one day and i was gonna be like ah don't show that And the thing that's so funny about that is literally as the as the mistakes are coming out of our mouths, we already know we're like, oh, we're gonna uh, see yep. this again. We are yep. gonna see this. It's kind of like
1: like when you when you watch film with, with the session with the coach, and you're like, oh, oh, you can get that, yeah. You go back and like you, and it it, it, it it steals in your head too as a player, where you like know that you got some bad film out there. Oh, I'm gonna see about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hear about that on Monday.
0: You know? Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna miss so, that back cut. Yeah, uh, oh, but it, no it, doubt. It,
1: makes, it also it also uh, helps you to stay sharp also because you know there's a little voice you hear, I, I gotta get this right, or rich gonna put me on the boot reel. So it's the same thing, it's the same thing as sports, you know. I gotta get this right, a coach gonna put me on film. I don't wanna be on film in front of the team. So, you know, it's a little little, <laughs> bit of, little bit of a little bit of a little bit of pressure, you know, there, but it, exactly. it helps with overall performance.
0: So. exactly, exactly. Uh, so speaking of that and keeping you know keeping sharp your training the way that you train your uh, interns as well as Mm -hmm. people that you bring into your team um, i know that you're very particular about how everyone does things and many have left you and gone on to do uh, work with major networks, you know, Mm -hmm. in whatever their dreams were, they were able to achieve that. And, and you just laid such a firm foundation for so many of them. Um, you have a, a clip that, that I, that I've seen where it kind of talks about how you train your, (laughs) your (laughs) cameramen.
1: So this is a clip. I was talking to uh, them about how to properly shoot and how, you know, be in a position and we had some fun with it too, Yeah. but, uh, being in position to get the shot is critical. Because a lot of the mistakes that videographers would make is that they would try to shoot through their eyes. But you need to shoot as if you're sitting in the living room watching the TV. So you need to have the camera in position and be ready to catch the action and catch the shot. Because if you look through your eyes, the camera is not following, if that makes sense. So it's all about teaching the perspective of you have to take your eyes off the field, use the fans eyes because you are. Your camera lens is, is their eye, so they're able to capture capture the essence of what's going on. You're, you're telling the story with the camera, so.
0: So let's let's see your fun way of your cameraman
1: training. We got him, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be in position. It's just like football. All right, you go ahead, kill him. It's like, it's you it's go. It's like football. You gotta be in position to make the play, okay? You got you. When that opportunity presents itself, you gotta be in position as the cameraman, ready Where what? Go. footwork look at the look at the footwork on this Oh, hell look me. the footwork look at shoot <laughs> huh? look at like this. Huh? He ain't got no hands, huh? though. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: at him look at him look at him look at him got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, and i at tell you, so many people that are thinking about maybe getting into this space, be, um, be aware that it's going to be a lot of long yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Very, very long days yeah. for very little footage that sometimes yeah. ends up being broadcast. <laughs> yes. But it's, but it's, um it's about just understanding that. And in, like you said, Richard, you know, finding time to just kind of have a little fun within it and still be learning and still be, you know, getting your craft to be where you, where you want it to be, Mm -hmm. uh, working toward being that excellent analyst, being that excellent broadcaster, being that excellent writer, being that excellent camera person that, that you'll want to be, you know, in this, in this sports space. But, um, uh, one of the things that i wanted to ask you about is your being so what is the word that I want to use? Being so just meticulous. And I would be remiss to not mention the fact that part of why you have the vision that you have is because you're you're this home filmmaker. Let's just talk about epic films for a minute.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's where you have where you produce things, not necessarily sports related, but it's it's been a passion for so long of yours. And yes. so so talk a little bit about Epic Films with yeah, a Q, so,
1: Epic with a Q. Yes, Epic with a Q, which uh, which um, the, the name Epic actually stands for Experts in the Production of Image Quality. So that's where the, it's the acronym for Epic. Uh, and the whole the, the, the goal behind that was I had hired um, someone to do uh some film work for me and the quality was so poor i was like oh my god i could do better myself hmm. you know actually maybe i can't so um, this is when i first kind of dipped my toe into uh you know sports media uh god rest the soul my good friend uh craig shelton uh who was uh my former co-host uh he and i uh, started a sports talk because how that let me back up for a second how that all started was Um, I would just post predictions and and post uh, things online. And, you know, he he would follow me. And, like, I had, like, this sort of like a a, a low-key cult following of people that were just like, man, I like the way this guy, you know, he talks and, you know, he, he, he breaks things down. And in my predictions, I went on a ridiculous high streak where I got 24 games in a row correct. So that's two and a half weeks. Perfect. Every week and so um people would follow my predictions follow my picks they would uh i even had people like kind of arguing over you know like well no he richard said this know, that, the other so you know craig reached out to me like man you know hey you know you really got something you work with here you know i was thinking about you know doing a uh because he was in radio for a number of years he was like i'm thinking about you know getting back into it so we just started talking and you know that's where the radio the radio thing kind of started along with um my my man ralph cooper ralph cooper is the man the godfather so that was my yes. first my first moment on radio was on ralph cooper's show
0: shout and out to ralph was, cooper he was yeah, he
1: the was goat. somebody who i was who i was told goat. i need to meet yes the ghost. yes yes ralph cooper so i was actually doing uh ben hall who um purchased uh kcoh i was actually doing uh some work for him when I was starting my business with Epic Films, you know, getting my studio, I was actually doing some work for him when he was running for mayor. So I produced a lot of his ads for his mayoral campaign. I did some uh, some work with him in the community, you know, shooting things that he was doing in the community. So I was going back and forth, you know, me and Mr. Hall was talking. And uh, I ran to Ralph and, you know, introduced myself and Tom taking, you know, video of the studio and stuff. Because I was trying to put together like a documentary on, like a short documentary on KCOH and like you know walking around talking people hey you know what's the story here and this action and when I sit down with Ralph
0: whew, it was a whole was, thing
1: <laughs> the man if if he sneezes like history comes out of his nostrils like he <laughs> is the most versed person in in sport I it, I was just I was just like a kid and sitting in front of a campfire listening to this guy talk because he's just oozing with so much expertise and sports history and like he's one of the kind of guys that can like name name drop Muhammad Ali by first name oh yeah Muhammad <laughs> right and he can do that because he spoke to Muhammad Ali right he spoke to George Foreman when he was on his rise to becoming a uh, you know uh, a boxing legend you know when he fought he he interviewed uh, Muhammad Ali when he fought Houston in the Astronome you know in his prime so this man is he he is sports there there's no no question what Ralph Cooper is done so for, for me to have that that area that was that was what lit the fire for me I was like man I gotta do this and I I told him and I keep telling him all I want to do my my peak is to be half of Ralph Cooper that's it that's all i want. <laughs> right. that's, that's it I could that's that mountain's too big to climb but if I get to half that means I'm doing something yes but he is such a
0: highly golfers. regarded
1: yeah dr- and it was journalist. just so it was like a mo like an omg moment like this dude invited me to be on there like to, to talk like he don't even know me like and he did, I was like okay yeah, yeah I'm in. I'm in. let's go and you yes. know so that was that was the aha moment for me where I really wanted to to jump in you know two feet into the sports thing and well,
0: um, so i don't you don't i don't know if people understand how incredibly not just smart, but, but smart, like organized. Like you are a legit, on top of the creative side, you're also a legit like project manager when it comes to being able to organize and in the productions and it's it's incredible. I'm just, again, I'm so honored. I mean, and it's iron sharpens iron. You always wanna have people around you Mm -hmm. that can, encourage you that can show you something new that can you know um and because there's, there there's so many sharks in this industry mm-hmm. Un- unfortunately there's so many sharks but there but when you have people that are around you that are doing this that you can trust that are just like I always say I don't want to be the smartest in the room I don't want to be the the richest in the room I don't always want to be the cutest. No, I do always want to be the cutest. No, no, just kidding. But um, so listen, we're going to talk some more. But before we do that, Rich, um, um, want to take a quick break to to pivot to some, um, some shameless plugs and some trending topics that I have. And when we come back to you, I want to talk about you as the athlete, and then talk about what are things that you're doing now since you've hung up those those cleats, okay? So, all right, so um, let's go into my shameless plugs for for a bit. So of course, I have to take the opportunity to say a happy birthday happy belated birthday to my goddaughter who you guys met about two episodes ago tisa mitchell uh her birthday was on last friday if i'm not mistaken and so we're gonna wish her a a happy very very happy birthday and um wishing her well she's going to be a, a new Assistant Coach back at her alma mater, Minneapolis North High School. So when you guys have a chance, and, and again, the world is so small right now. It's it, the, the ability to be able to watch sports in different parts of the country is, is really easy. So if you're looking to find um, very highly competitive high school girls basketball, tune into the state of Minnesota. You know, when I back when back in the day when I was um, first. When I first became a college coach, you know, I would always go home to recruit, you know, I was living in different other parts of the country, but I always went back into Minneapolis to recruit. And my colleagues would say, why are you going there? Who's in Minnesota? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I was there. I was one of the top players in the country, and I wasn't the only one. There were four of us in my class, 1983. Shout out to class of 1983. Matter of fact, our 40th high school reunion is this weekend, Saturday, August 5th, in Minneapolis. So, shameless plug. But uh, I was there, and again, was not the only and wasn't the top coming out of my class. But there's plenty plenty of talent. And... Sure enough, other people eventually figured it out, and now Minneapolis and the, the Twin City Metroplex is one of the hotbeds for girls basketball. And I'm so glad that people finally know that <laughs> that some of the best players out of out of high school are coming out of the Minneapolis and St. Paul Metroplex. But you know, I just wanted to give that shameless plug. And also, speaking of Minneapolis and St. Paul, want to promote the conversation. I have to talk about the conversation with Al McFarland. And that's weekdays at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, on demand, on YouTube, Facebook. It's youtube.com backslash at Insight News. Make sure you check it out. There have been so there are so many great, amazing guests that are on Al's show, having a conversation with him every day, uh, starting at one o'clock Central Standard Time. And again, whenever you get a chance, if it's not live for you to catch Al, those, those uh, episodes will be saved for you to watch on demand whenever you're ready. And so I definitely want you guys to, to, check, to check that out. I happen to be on the um, conversation on Mondays, and I do just a quick tease and uh, just a little quick snapshot as to what you guys will catch on Coach Leah's after the whistle on Tuesdays. So you can check me out on Mondays on the conversation with Al McFarland as well. So, all right, so I would love to now jump back into our conversation with Richard Walker. So, Rich, I have a question for you. I want to know what was it like for you as a high school athlete. Just talk about that a little bit, if you can remember that far. I don't know. I'm just kidding.
1: Oh man, <laughs> digging, digging way back into the crease. Well, <laughs> I think the um, what's what's different today. Is that the the coaches and the connection with the with the student athlete, and this is no offense to anyone that's the current coach right now, but back in the back in the day, coach was daddy or mama number two. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you, you feared as a player, as a student athlete, was I'm gonna tell your coach thus and so. And it wasn't so much that we feared, you know, them in the, in a physical sense, we feared disappointing them. Because we had coaches that connected with us on another level that really pushed us to be great and would not accept anything less. So I think I learned a lot of my, my core principles as as far as like being a man himself and being accountable and being a leader. And you know, I learned a lot of those principles through sports and it's through all those great coaches that I had um going all the way back to Pop Warner so I think that's to me that's the biggest gift that I got from being a, a a student athlete is that just you know you take this raw lump of clay as a boy and you just mold it and shape it and you teach them we learn life lessons on the field and on the court um and and you apply that to your life as, as you continue to grow and mature so I think that was For me the biggest takeaway was was that exactly just learning um things like structure discipline focus overcoming adversities not making excuses not making complaints uh is that it's that that mentality that you know life is going to throw curves curves at you life is going to throw obstacles at you There are going to be things that you are not expecting that will happen and you just got to find a way to overcome it so to me that was the biggest lesson that was the most vital lesson that I learned from, from sports, uh, especially at the high school level, um, uh, you know, pretty much your, your last rendezvous before you go into adulthood. So that, I think that's, to me, that's the biggest, the biggest gift.
0: Nice. So where did you play your high your college uh, football?
1: Uh, started off at middle Tennessee. Things didn't work out there. Uh, came back home and finished my, um, my degree, uh, major in finance at university of Houston.
0: So, Why do you think that so many athletes feel like if they don't play at a big time for a big time school or they don't play um, college football at all, that they don't have a chance after that? Because you certainly
1: did. Well, because that's that's the old narrative that, you know, you have to go to a division one school or a top tier program in order to get noticed and especially nowadays with all of the technology and all of the um uh, opportunities that are out there um there are multiple leagues to play professional football that did not exist back in the day there's the xfl there's the rebirth of the usfl um the arena league is coming back shout out to all the arena league alumni they're coming back uh you have all these different leagues and in, in addition to the cfl um as an opportunity to 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 go showcase your skill and also develop there was never that developmental track where you got guys that got the raw talent but in some of these higher tier pro leagues like the nba or in nfl you see that you have it or you don't but you're able to go to those leagues and you know harness your skills and develop uh, a bit more and then when you're ready for your trial you're polished uh so those opportunities didn't present themselves anymore so as far as i'm concerned nowadays where you play it, it's it's collegiate level it doesn't matter you know as long as you you're focused uh you may not get your name called on draft day and that doesn't matter because there's a lot of guys who got guys and girls who got their names called on draft day that didn't pan out and there are some that didn't get their name called and it turned out to be great for them and it's what create that 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 edge for them It's what put that chip on their shoulders what made them work harder what made them study harder and you know I've literally you know didn't play a single snap during a a, a game in the nfl but i get a check every month so i think it kind of worked out that part i think i think it worked out so there there are a number of paths to to get through you know to your goal and you know sometimes god may close the door but there's a window and if you see it you go through it.
0: Exactly. So, so you have had a chance to work with the NFL alumni and then their wellness space, and mm-hmm. I'm so um, just I'm so proud of you for that. Because as we know, there's so much about athletics and being an athlete. People tend to only focus on the physical, and wellness encompasses everything. And we're only we're learning. Um, too late, as far as I'm concerned. But we are getting there. That mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a it's a more of a comprehensive look that we have to 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 focus on in order to um, maintain and have your abilities be sustained. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about your work with the alumni wellness program, and then I and then I do want you to pivot quick and talk about now that you're the founder and president of the Pro Legends Media.
1: Okay, so. Uh, again, this is another opportunity of a favor in, 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 in the works. So I was, uh, at, the, the, uh, radio row in LA. So I'm running upstairs to get snacks. You know, we just got off the air and I'm running up, you know, my greedy self runs up there to get snacks. So I'm in the green room. I fill in my pockets with cookies, crackers, chips, soda, you know, whatever they got up there. I'm just, I'm just, I'm hoarding all the snacks. I'm just, you know, like <laughs> just wiping the green room out. And I look over the corner. I see a guy over there, and he's looking at me. I was like, man, am I going to get busted for taking all the goodies here? So he comes over, and he introduces himself. We just start chit-chatting and talking. And uh, it turned out, this is my good friend, Russ. This is another example of favor. you know. Uh, work, we, we're talking a couple thousand people in that convention center, and we just happened to meet at that particular moment in that particular time.
0: Do we have so a we picture started, of the two of you guys?
1: Uh, I think I got one. I've, yeah. I can I can send it to you but I don't yeah oh no that's Leroy Butler that's Leroy Butler so I'll get to his story in a minute which which is incredible
0: okay Uh, so
1: but uh Russ and I met and you know he said hey you know I'm 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 managing this uh this wellness program for the Alumni Association you know no offense Mm -hmm. but you want to lose a little weight and Lord knows I needed to lose weight bad I was well over 420 pounds at the time I was in the middle of a gout attack that happened while I was on the air on real roll, so I, I had to limp out of the convention center. It took me like half an hour to get out of the convention center. Um, I had mm-hmm. high blood pressure, unbeknownst to me, I was pre-diabetic. So by the grace mm-hmm. of God, you know, I go get on this plan, I start to get my weight turned around, I go do my A one C and the doctor's like, Whoa, boy, you were way across the line. Like, I'm surprised you weren't on insulin. So I was I was my my A one C was that high. Mm-hmm. Um, I get the weight off i get down 91 pounds and you know as i'm going through this journey it's, it's just like it's this incredible so uh, at some point they presented me the opportunity to to actually coach other players and help you know be an ambassador to get other players on the foreign players on the program uh, did that and i you know i've coached many foreign players um to to you know achieve their wellness goals and still got more on the works Uh, I recently met with uh, Mayor uh, uh, Rachel Proctor in DeSoto. So we have a plan to uh, deploy a wellness program for their senior citizens, because they have an obesity problem with their senior citizens and their senior center. Uh, So I met with them, uh, and through Vaughn Miller, who's uh, with the uh, Buffalo Bills, we had an event for them um, to talk about obesity. Uh, So there's there's a track there, and ultimately now, I said we can't be selfish with this. This has yeah. to be. This has to be more than a program. So we come up with the term tackle obesity because I think that's the perfect way to describe how we need to address this problem. We have to tackle the obesity pandemic. Right. Uh, four out of the ten, four out of ten of Americans are dealing with some way, shape, or form or some comorbidity of obesity, and it's getting worse. Particularly, it's getting worse amongst our youth, uh, which does a couple of things. Number one, is going to shorten lifespan. But also from the sports perspective, there's a a shrinking pipeline of athletes and even our military, you know, I spoke with a three star general who said um, the cost of recruiting uh, a a soldier has tripled over the past 10 years because six out of 10 um, candidates for boot camp can't even they can't even do the PT to get through boot camp because they're overweight. Um, They are redesigning the F-14 cockpit because the pilots are too fat to fit into the cockpit. So they had to go back and spend millions of dollars to re-engineer to make a wider cockpit to fit a wider pilot. So these are just examples of how obesity has just become such a problem in this company. And we're going to use we're starting with football as a bedrock for this movement. So think of the tackle obesity movement. You're going to see that logo everywhere. This is the, the equivalent of the ALS ice bucket or the Susan B Coleman pink ribbon. We're doing this for obesity and this, and we open it up to anyone and everyone. Uh, Well, I love how you,
0: and I love how you're an an example of that. Look at your before and after rich. I'm so proud of you. Um, so a point of personal privilege, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but, um, one of the times when you were getting your diagnosis for everything that's going on with you, you were in the hospital Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get there quick enough. I mm-hmm. just was like, what in the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And to to see you laying there and to know that my my dear friend and brother has something going on that um, he was able to catch it. You were able to catch it quick enough. You know, I was mm-hmm. so grateful to God that that happened. But I knew that that was going to be something that was going to be that after the whistle is that we call it moment where mm-hmm. it was going to be there was going to be a life changing moment for you um your after picture is 91 pounds lighter and then i know it's still counting we're still counting so talk so talk to us about how the fact that you get to be this not you know not talk about it but truly be about it at this stage
1: well that's 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 it exactly because you know i i'm a i'm a man of i'm a man of my word i believe that my word you know should carry you know exactly what what i what i say so i can't speak about something that i, I don't partake in Um uh, and i think that um having the opportunity to to not only you know fix my own condition but to be an example or be a beacon to people that there's hope that there are ways that you can do this and it's not boring this is not starvation this is not uh-uh. um doing any type of weird uh, surgeries or anything like that this is just changing your lifestyle, changing your your attitude and your mentality towards food. Uh, We come up with an acronym that I call NERD, and that's a four-step program to to achieve optimal wellness. It's called nutrition, exercise, rest, and de-stress. Those four things are four key components in order for you to to help not only lose the weight, but to keep it off. So we get to be nerds. Being a nerd, nerd is the word. Nerd Nerd is the word. Nerd Nerd is the
0: word. (laughs) I love it, I love it. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to have to wrap this up. Oh, my gosh. This time has gone by so fast. I knew it would. Oh, Richard, I need you to talk about your um, what is th- what is it that's your um, oh, my gosh, of uh, your inspirational quote. There we go. So, uh, yes. my, so we're going to got an inspirational quote that I would like for you to share with us. Read this and then tell us why this is so important to you. Yeah, so the, this is
1: the quote this is a chinese proverb that i live by it's called uh it, it says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago the second best time is now so on one hand the proverb is saying yes it was an opportunity for you to do X, Y, and Z in your life okay that time has passed now is the second best time to do exactly that and i think a lot of times we focus on Uh, missed opportunity so much that we missed the opportunity that presents itself right now. And I have a saying that you never starve today, trying to feed tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Nice. nice. There's something that needs to be done focus on it get it done today.
0: Yes. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Yes. Do not be afraid to ask for help. And you know, I'm always rich. I need some help rich. I need you to, you need you to take it. And I'm gonna tell you something I never take for granted when you're able to take have those moments. But that's what good friends do for each other. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know, that they they only call, I shouldn't say they only call on you. But when they call on you know that you really need to try to take that time for your friends. And we've been there for each other in, in times now that gosh, going on eight, nine years already. Mm-hmm. Time has flown time by, absolutely flown by. Well, rich, listen, you also have a sports show that is actually based out of California. Yes. And that's shown when. Let's talk about that real quick. Oh uh, yeah,
1: it's uh actually, um, I, I I actually decided to focus on the obesity movement. So my podcast is called Tackle Obesity, also. Got it. It's a, it's a pivot to, you know, not only uh, nutrition but also you know how to live a a, a a good lifestyle. Sure. And there's there's sort of a, a sports pivot to it also. So that's kind of where prolegious media ties in because the whole concept of pro legends media is to tell stories that you never heard before. You hear all these great stories of accolades on the field and things like that. What about the story behind the story? So real quickly, uh, Leroy Butler, who was the, the guy that he showed earlier, uh, Leroy couldn't walk correctly until he was seven. He was, a, he, he was on the, on the field watching, uh, kids play. He was crying. Uh, his mom told him, don't worry. God's gonna, uh, fix this for you. You're gonna play football one day. Fast forward he starts at uh Fuller's Florida State with Deion Sanders he gets drafted by the Packers he wins the Super Bowl and gets inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame so this is me here and we're actually honoring Dick Dick butkus at his lifetime achievement event so I'm happy to say that Pro Legends is going to be working close and close with Leroy to help produce his life story which will be on Netflix and uh Amazon all the, the uh, platforms and then we're also going to be doing the same with Dick Buckus. so, so now yeah. just to start
0: So nice. So I need you to promise me that you're going to be able to give us the exclusive to when everything's going to drop. And I would, and I also would love to do a printed version of what's going on with that as well. In Insight News, you were an amazing contributor to a story that I, that I posted back a few months ago with Warren Moon. And that story was just so heartfelt. It It kind of surprised people. They thought that was going to be just about Warren Moon and all his accolades and ended up being a lot, a lot more. And those are the stories I know that we love to tell. So listen, my friend and brother, we have got to get out of here. But I would love for everyone to know where they can find you on social media.
1: Easiest way is, uh, at the D a great sports Morpheus on any social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, look for the the great sports Morpheus. You can also visit tackleobesity.com. That's the website.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Well, listen, thank you again for joining us. And so Rich has got to get out of here. But listen, everybody, I would love, love, love for you to like, subscribe, share, like, subscribe, share. Coach Leah is after the whistle. Coach Leah is one word. C-O-A-C-H-L-E-A-H coach Leah's after the whistle be sure that you check us out for our next amazing episode of coach Leah's after the whistle this has been great it's gonna get better all right y'all have a great week Mm bye-bye